Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. V, the Gorilla Economist. He clears the fog of economic and geopolitical disinfo. Know the truth. See the trends. Understand the players. Protect your future and family. The financial freedom fighter, a rebel with a cause. This worldwide transmission has been brought to you by V, the Guerrilla Economist. Helping the world understand, prepare and make sound decisions to protect your future and your family. Visit V, the Guerrilla Economist at roguemoney.net. Spelled R-O-G-U-E-M-O-N-E. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the heck in the world you are. It is the Notorious V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live on this edition of the Gorilla's Perspective. Because I have no other title to call my own solo shows. I'm just calling Perspective for now. It's tentative. I might change it to something cheeky. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out when the time comes. Anyway, there's no Velas today. There's no Harley today. Harley's son. Is having a birthday party, so Harley will be in on Monday. Vela's will be back on Friday. He is traveling. Um, and yeah, so you guys have me. So good morning to all of you. Good morning, everybody that's in the live chat. Farming mechanic, Biden sucks up, sucks stuff. Good morning, savages. Annie V's in the house. John Mar- John Michael Karma in the house, carbon-based life form. Uh, all of you guys, thank you all for joining uh, moi. And uh, thank all of you for being here. Uh, Petsy Beer. Petsy Beer. Petsy Beer. I guess that's how you do it. Uh, Algo Cabo, my main dude. Uh, Azul Yarg. Gilbert Novak, my main man. Good morning to all of you. Good morning to all of you. Guys, uh, there's a few things to talk about. I don't know how long this show is going to go, but I'm going to tell you right now I am fired up. I'm going to tell you right now I am pissed off in a good way. I have a great deal of righteous indignation. Why? Because I'm a human being. I live on planet Earth. I believe in morality, the rule of law. I believe, I believe, it, I believe laws and, and, and morals mean something. Otherwise, we're just a bunch of friggin' animals. And I, I, I you know, started this morning. Uh, not this morning. I started yesterday evening and started to put together the outline of my book. And the working title that I have is called American Bullshit, just American BS, right? Critiquing the rise of the mafia deep state. Because the more you look at America, the more you look at where we are as a country and what has happened to us. And again, the whole deep state thing was growing since the end of World War II. You know, Eisenhower warned us on his farewell address, beware of the military industrial complex. Because there's a great potential for unwar- you know, unchecked, unwarranted, unfettered power to run rampant in this country and subvert our constitutional republic. Eisenhower warned us. And since then, and since the end of World War II, when we've had a lot 
of British Intel type models. And I'm not blaming the Brits here because look, the Brits were taken over as well. I mean, you wanna you wanna really trace back the origins of this thing. It goes from Britain, it goes back directly to the merchants or the bankers of Venice, the vipers of Venice. And then from the vipers of Venice, it goes to um, uh, it traces its origins back to Babylon. It, it, it hasn't got anything to do with a race. It has everything to do with an ideology. And that is the one thing that I do want to make clear. It is an ideology that has run rampant. It is satanic in its origin. And I'll tell you right now, it was during World War II that even Harry Truman, had the way he got in, the whole coup against FDR and his mysterious death, and how Henry Wallace was sidelined. He was, you know, he should have been the president. Henry Wallace, what happened? Sidelined, right? And then Truman comes in, and Truman's like, hey, I, I can't get a message across to anybody within my administration without it touching a British national's hand. Like, what the hell's going on in my own office? What's happening here in my White House? You know, I'm paraphrasing what, ha what uh, Harry Truman said. I'm paraphrasing. But that's the gist of what he's saying. And it gets worse. It gets worse. And over time, the OSS gets dismantled. The military OSS, which is filled with patriotic men and a few women, and you know, patriotic Americans who love their country, all of a sudden that started being disassembled. It started being modeled after MI5 and MI6. The cross-dresser J. Edgar Hoover. And Gus uh, Demas said it best on Cuss with Gus on, on Wednesday. If you didn't get a chance to listen to Cuss with Gus on Wednesday, I suggest you go back and listen to it. Absolutely hilarious. I love Wednesdays with Gus. It's just hilarious, right? It's just hilarious. And I'll tell you right now, <clears throat> Gus said it best. The FBI was the first woke institution. I mean, my God, the, 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 one of the key founders, the key people in the FBI was J. Edgar Hoover, who was a cross-dresser. The guy wore panties. He was a panty lingerie-wearing man. Oh, yeah, the frillier, the better. He loves it. And I'll tell you right now, the FBI was reformatted to be like MI5, and the CIA was reformatted formatted to become like MI6. A civilian organization. And that's how the subversion started. And if you want to get even more specific, I think that the inroads to all of this happened with the Federal Reserve Act in 1913. That set the stage. And then right after Eisenhower departed, then you see the ramping up of the security state and it's getting bigger and bigger. We've seen it grow out of the failure that was the Korean War, but that doesn't matter. They realize who the hell cares if we lose a war? Who the hell cares if American lives are obliterated and ruined Men were coming back beaten, maimed, with their arms and limbs blown apart, and the VA system is an abject failure. Who cares about that? Because our war profiteers and our banksters made some guap in that abject failure of a war, which is the Korean War. And that wasn't enough. The banksters realized, hey, man, this is this is really good. And you got to understand, folks, you know, I was listening to Whitney Webb, and she said it best. It's a mafia state, right? And it is. Think about this, right? Right after the Korean War, what happened? We've had a lot of uh, uh, of intel that, and a lot of CIA agents that were left over after the Korean War that 
continue to operate in the 38th parallel. The CIA, the Cocaine Import Agency, continued to operate in the 38th parallel alongside their granddaddy, their grand, their papa organization, which is MI6, also continued to operate in the 38th parallel in Southeast Asia. And they monitored a lot of things. They monitored what some of their rivals, like the French, were doing, especially in French Indochina. And they discovered that there's this wonderful thing that the CIA discovered that was pointed out to them by their grandpapa organization, the MI6, whom the CIA was modeled after. We do a lot of modeling here, folks. United States Delta Force is modeled after British SAS. Same thing goes for SEALs. In fact, uh, we send Delta members in training to go train with British SAS. Same thing goes for some of the SEALs, especially SEAL Team 6, sent over to be trained with British SAS. So here it is, an MI6 and CIA operating in, the, in French Indochina. The French are losing in French Indochina, but there's something that was discovered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Golden Triangle, baby. Heroin. Oh, yeah. Opium War 2.0 starts. And we have what? We, it was sold to us as the Vietnam War. It was sold to us as the Gulf of Tonkin. Oh, yeah, never happened. False flag. Oh, yeah. And then we go off into war. And we have the Gulf of Tonkin. And then that, then the, then the, 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 the palate that was wetted, the palate that was, that was scintillated during the Korean War, has now been, has now gone full on ravenous. The appetite has grown. It's not just about war profiteering. It's more than that. No, 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 no. Grandpapa, MI6, taught the junior CIA something. Listen. They said, listen, Junior, you can make a lot of money, war profiteering, but there is even greater money to be made in drug trafficking. Trust us, we know. We've been selling opium to the Chinese for decades. For hundreds of years, we've done it. The opium wars, and we are still quite sore on them kicking us out. But we want to start a new opium war, but not just limited to Southeast Asia and the Chinese. We want to bring it globally, old boy. And you're going to help us. We're not the military power and the empire we used to be. You are. You're the new boy on the block. You're the 800-pound glitter. It is absolutely about America and the red, white, and blue. We'll help you create a wonderful propaganda scheme showing you that you are a force for good, a force for democracy, a euphemism that the plebes believe in. Yes. And then we'll show you how to narco-traffic. And then we'll get into human trafficking, boy. And you'll be proficient in that as well. And the CIA said, yes, sir. And we got involved in the drug trade. And then, right there, in the jungles of French Indochina, before the first American ship was hit, or supposed to have been hit, before the events of the false flag that never happened, which was called the Gulf of Tonkin, the CIA got its taste in drugs. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is also the same time that Operation, Mock, uh, Operation, uh, what was it? Not Mockingbird. MKUltra. 
Oh, yeah. All of that stuff happening around the same time. All of it. And now, folks, the CIA also discovered that thanks to drugs, it has found a covert way to fund itself in, quote-unquote, black budgets because it's patriotic. It's patriotic, folks. And that's how the deep state in America really got going. Really got going. And I'm going to detail all of this in my book. I don't know how long it's going to take to write. I have no clue. I bought a tablet. I bought a writing tablet. I bought a a remarkable tool with a keyboard for distraction-free typing and note-taking. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Harry Honkonnen is right. East India Company is still trading. That's right. That's right. It's called BlackRock, Vanguard, BIS, IMF, World Bank, UN. That's right. Uh, So now we're going to talk about the body count. You know, years ago when I first stepped on the scene and all of alt media was petrified, running back to the labs that they were being chased by homicide, my analysis, I'm biting off some rhymes from Vented Man. Anyway, let me get back to it. So when I first stepped on the scene, one of the things I, I, I talked about was the CIA body count, was the American body count, right? I was say, stating that all these protracted wars, you know, I always recommend people, if you if you all about this whole, you know, waving the red, white, and blue and all this other stuff, this is nonsense propaganda. Nonsense propaganda. Why? Because it's distracting you. It's distracting you from having an adult conversation with yourself and with your peers in regards to where your country is in the grand scheme of things. You've been lied to for the last 50, 60 years. Sorry. Now, one of the things I said is the American body count, okay, the amount of lives that were lost destroyed was probably in the neighborhood of anywhere between maybe 10 and 12 million. In other words, we've probably slaughtered, okay? We've probably slaughtered more, we have slaughtered more lives than Nazi Germany. And I'll tell you right now, I'm gonna, we're going to get into that real quick. One of the articles that I want to bring up, this was featured on Zero Hedge. It's from an organization called CommonDreams.org. And CommonDreams.org wrote an amazing article that I'm going to be dissecting, okay? And uh, this article really quantifies what I suspected. Now, I didn't take, a, take into account the last, how we overthrew 30 democratically elected governments in the last 50-some-odd years. It doesn't take into account the millions of lives lost there, which at that point is starting, I would estimate between five and seven million lives that are lost thanks to American America's schizophrenic foreign policy. But the Common Dreams uh, Institute, commondreams.org, they have a uh, 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 put together with some very top economists and statisticians the actual amount of lives that were lost 
the amount of people that were displaced. And I want to read this off to you. And I want all of us as American citizens to look hard, long and hard in the mirror and, 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 and say to ourselves, is this what we want our country to represent? You know, I grew up in the 80s, man. I'm Gen X. I grew up in the 80s. And in my 44, I'm going to be 44. Jesus Christ, 44 around the corner. In my almost 44 years of existence, the United States of America has been at war with some sort of country somewhere in the world. My entire friggin' adult life. Every single one of you, you're a baby boomer onward, okay? Every single one of you, the United States of America has been engaged in war with some country somewhere in your entire existence. Think about that. Think about that. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. My our entire lives. I can't believe this, folks. There's not a country in the world that says, hey, you know what? We've been at war for the last 50, 60 years. We've been at war for the last 70 years. We've been at war. No other country, Russia doesn't say that. China's not like that. India's not like that. The lunatic Europeans, yeah, they have hundreds of years of, of, uh, of, 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 um, of, uh, of, of warfare. It's incredible. So I'm going to pull this article up and I'm going to break it down because this is important. And folks, I, I went right into this thing again. Um, real quick, uh, support our sponsors, support algofactory.tech. I'll get into that later. Uh, amazing time at Algofactory. I uh, want all of you to join. Um, start making a difference for yourself and your bottom line. Anyway, let's break this down. Death outlives war. Analysis estimates post-9-11 U.S. conflicts have killed over 4.5 million people. And this is conservatively speaking. Does this represent, is this what we want our country to represent? That it's been at war for our entire lives. It's been, our country has been figuring it out creative ways to diminish our freedoms, to take away our rights, to impoverish us, take away our wealth, and been at war. Creating havoc. Do you understand why the rest of the world looks at us like we're the great Satan? Because we are. The United States government, while not solely responsible for the damage, has a significant obligation to invest in humanitarian assistance and reconstruction of post-9-11 wars. The post-9-11 war on terror may have caused at least 4.5 million deaths in around half a dozen countries, according to a report published on Monday by the preeminent academic institution studying the costs, casualties, and consequences of war in which the U.S. bombs and bullets are still killing and wounding people in multiple nations because we're spreading democracy. If anybody believes we're about free, spending, freedom isn't free, and we need to go out there and spread democracy and freedom and save lives, 
You are a colossal low IQ moron. Please eject yourself into the nearest wood chipper. Erase your genome from God's green earth. We don't need you. Go sterilize yourself. If you are that dumb to think that what we're doing in the world is all about humanitarian lives, that we're a force for good, you are a colossal moron. We are the arm of Lucifer on this earth. And this is why America is not going to escape what is coming for it. It's not going to. Oh, you're, we're about to learn a real... We're about to get real humbled, folks. We're about to get real humbled. There is not that we are on a trajectory that we will not escape from. We, unless there's a divine miracle, there is no escaping what is coming. And here's the thing. This needs to happen. Because Americans, we have gotten stupid and dumb. We fell asleep behind the wheel. We've allowed morons to steer and, 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 and control our country and our government. And if we were to return back to the vision of the Founding Fathers, the vision of 1776, we need to have a humbling moment. We need to have all these distractions, all this fake phantom wealth, all these social media influencers, all these social media platforms and big tech. That all needs to go. The new report from the Costs of War Project at Brown University's Watson Institute for International Public Affairs shows how death outlives war by examining people killed indirectly by the war of terror in Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya, Pakistan, Somalia, Syria, and Yemen. In a place like Afghanistan, the pressing question is whether any of the death can today be considered unrelated to war. Think about this. We're going to pull out. We're going to ruin your life. We're going to ruin your country. We're going to infiltrate you with woke garbage, put a George Floyd monument in your country, and then we're going to pull out and let the whole damn thing collapse. At the same time, we're going to freeze your Forex reserves so you starve to death on top of that. I mean, you want to see what U.S. sanctions do to a country. Look at what they did to Syria. Look at what they're still doing to Syria. Stealing their oil, blocking medical shipments, Blocking food shipments, letting them starve. And who cares? Who cares? It's a bunch of brownies in the Middle East. Who gives a who gives a crap? It's not us. My four and no more. Latest estimates reveals that post 9-11 war is top four and a half million. Easily. Publication reviews that the latest research to examine the casual pathways that have led to an estimated 3.6, 3.7 million indirect deaths in the post-9-11 wars, and all the total death toll in these war zones could have at least been 4.5 to 4.6. Let's just, let's just round it up. 5 million dead from 9-11. How do you like that? How do you like that? You know, Jack Ma, I'm not a big fan of Jack Ma. I think his head is ginormous and he's kind of weird looking, right? I think I think they could have picked Jack Ma to play the evil Modoc in, in Marvel movies. It would have been perfect. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Modoc. But Jack Ma said it best. Why are you mad at China? Why are you mad at China when you had a global war on terror 
for the last 20 some odd years, you pissed away 37 trillion dollars worth of wealth, and you're mad at China. That's the Chinese, man. Oh my god, the Chinese are stealing our jobs. Corporate espionage. Corporate espionage. They they took our uh, they steal our technology like like next generation 5G technology that's that's secure and unhackable. Even though we don't have any of that even remotely close, they stole it from us. Right, sure. They're supposedly stealing all our technology. Meanwhile, none of the technology that they've supposedly stole from us, we have. Not a single damn one. Ah, I wonder what that is. It's incredible. When you piss away $37 trillion of wealth, and you and I both know wealth is never destroyed, it's only transferred. They churned away, destroyed and burned out $37 trillion, and their payout to the American deep state and all his defense and banking and financier, financial apparatchiks and global and global initiatives, they probably made hundreds of billions of dollars in profit on the $37 trillion, if not trillions in profit. As the Washington Post, which, post, which the Washington Post... Poach. Might as well call it the poach. As they first reported on the analysis, since 2010, a team of 50 scholars, folks, 50 scholars, legal experts, human rights practitioners, physicians, and doctors, basically, participating in the Cost of War project have kept their own calculations. According to their latest assessment, 906,000 people, including 387,000 civilians, died directly because of the post-9-11 global war on terror because we got to fight them over there before we fight them here, so we don't fight them here, man. Because the freedom's not free. As you sit here with eggs at 11 and $12 a carton, as you sit here thinking that you somehow escaped high, guy, high, high gas prices because your strategic petroleum reserves have been completely emptied at this point. As you sit here... As your financial institutions are buckling, your very existence, oh, America, is hanging on by a thread. Hanging on by a thread. According to the latest assessment, more than 906,000 people, 387,000 civilians died directly of post 9 11 wars. It's a global war on terror. We've got to fight them over there so we don't fight them over here. Freedom's not free. Another third. I want you to listen to this. We know about five million people died because of GWOT, GWAT, the global war on terror. But we also have found out that you know how many people, you know, the refugee crisis that we've created. You know how many people's lives were destroyed. You know how many people have lost everything to the point they're like, "Why am I even alive?" And the only reason why they're alive is they somehow have to stay alive because you know why. They have little kids. When I see pictures of little baby, beautiful, beautiful little baby Syrians, right? Little Syrian children, two and three years old, hungry, beautiful children, leaving Syria, leaving Yemen, leaving Iraq, okay? And folks, that whole bastion of the world, some of the most beautiful people on God's green earth exist there. That is an amazing gene pool. 
right? Some of the most beautiful people you've ever seen. Gorgeous. And you see these beautiful kids. My heart breaks, man. My heart breaks when I saw this beautiful little baby Syrian girl, maybe maybe two or three years old, lying on a mu- on the floor in her diaper. She's probably two years old. She's covered in dirt. My heart broke. I wanted to adopt all these kids. I wanted to, like, all of them. I just wanted to, like, fill a plane with these kids and give them a home and love them and, and care for them and feed them. And my heart breaks, man. It kills me. And it angers me because we are the number one root cause of all global suffering. Unless you deal with that reality, nothing's going to change. No meaningful change will come. And apart from the five million that are dead, apart from the five million that are dead, 38 million people have been displaced and made refugees. 38 million. 40, let's round up, 40 million. Since the global war on terror, 40 million have been displaced. The U.S. federal government, meanwhile, has spent $8 trillion on these wars, the research suggests. Think about that. But Saval said the research... Indicates that expo- expo- exponentially more people, especially children, most impoverished. Let me explain something. A lot of people, oh, there are children all over. How many American children die because of displacement and war in the, in America? American children die as a consequences of poor decisions made by their parents, made by the people that have them. When you're talking about when I've spoke, I've spoken to some Syrians who've had businesses, who've had viable medical practitioners' offices in Syria, who are doctors in Syria, and they had to take their kids and flee, and now they're driving an Uber here in the United States. It pisses me off. It's incredible, and they got to traverse thousands of miles like what we're seeing on the southern border over here in the United States. Thousands of miles across continents. It shouldn't be that way. And these are not stupid people, man. They're not stupid. They're, they're smart people. They got, people are doctors, business owners, merchants. But Savell said the research indicates exponentially people, especially children, the most impoverished and marginalized populations have been killed by the effects of war, mounting poverty, food insecurity, environmental contamination. Let's talk about environmental contamination. Why the hell were we using depleted uranium in Fallujah in Iraq? Why were we doing that? It's banned by the Geneva Convention. Oh, it's okay when we do it. You depleted uranium are used as armor-piercing rounds. The Iraqi army, last time I checked, didn't have any battle tanks left when we took over. So why use them? Because we're satanic bastards. That's why. Because we knew that the health effects of depleted uranium will last for thousands of years. And to this day, the cancer rates in Fallujah in Iraq are through the roof. 
the birth defect rates in Fallujah and Iraq are through the roof. It's incredible. The ongoing trauma and violence and destruction of health and public infrastructure, along with private property and the means of livelihood. Do you think a just nation does this? You see, what you all don't realize is that the American security state, which has bullshitted and bombed third world countries for the last 50, 60 years, it's at the end of its rope. The Russians and the Chinese have already put these assholes in check. So they realize they've been checked. So what's the American security state going to do now? Because it can no longer prolong the way it's prolonged overseas anymore. What's it going to do? Something that I warned a lot of people back in 2012, what it's going to do. It's going to turn its sights on you. It's going to turn its sights on you. And that is exactly what you're seeing. That's exactly what you're saying. And now the American security state wants you to believe there's a white supremacist living, hiding under your bed, waiting to kill you as you sleep. Now they want you to think there's a white supremacist hiding in the trunk of your car, waiting to strangle you. (laughs) Hiding in your bathtub, waiting for you to go to the bathroom. Waiting to burn a lowercase t in your front yard. Oh, yeah. The narrative is ridiculous. But the narrative has been turned. Gilbert Novak is right. And Desert Storm, we poison our own. Absolutely. Because we're all cannon fodder to the security state. Why? The security state runs rampant. Why? Because the American people who are supposed to be the immune system That is why Benjamin Franklin said it's a republic if you can keep it and it's for a vigilant and morally upright population, citizenry, a morally upright and vigilant citizenry. We're supposed to be the immune system that is supposed to react when we see government going out of control. We're supposed to be the immune system. It's incredible. Five million dead. And in one 2012 study found that more than half the babies born in the Iraqi city of Fallujah, and I was just talking about this, between 2007 and 2010, had birth defects. More than half. Among the pregnant women surveyed in the study, more than 45% experienced miscarriages in the two-year period following the 2004 U.S. assaults on Fallujah. Geiger counter-readings of depleted uranium contaminated sites in densely populated Iraqi urban areas have consistently shown radiation levels that are 1,000 to 1,900 times higher than normal. That's okay. It's a bunch of dirty Iraqis. This is stupid. Have you ever seen? You're talking about the cradle of civilization. And these sycophant demo- demoniacs that run the U.S. government Thinks it's okay. And if they think it's it's okay to poison Iraqis, guess what, folks? They've been poisoning you for far longer. They've been poisoning you with slow-kill weapons. 
They've been poisoning you with contaminated food and, contain and chemicals in the water. They've been poisoning you. And then recently, since 2020 and 2021, they've given you some experimental stuff injected into the majority of the population, at least half the population, got some experimental jibby-jabs. Oh, yeah. And, this, and since all of a sudden, no one can tell how or why there's a 40% a spike in all-cause mortality for people that are in the, between the ages of 18 and 54. And there's a 40% spike in children's death all of a sudden, all-cause mortality, ages four and up. Jeez, I wonder why. I wonder why. Because we're dealing with a death cult, a nihilistic death cult that has no regard for human life, that has no regard for prosperity, that has no regard for health, that has no regard for morality, that has no regard for God, for civilization, for art, for beauty. They hate everything. They want you to love 600-pound fat women and, and men disguised as women. Costumed up, dressing up. And they want you to celebrate mental disorders. This is a death call. This is a death. This is something from the very pits of hell. They're telling you it's tolerant and human. Study also found that some of the deaths also result from injuries due to the war's destruction of infrastructure, such as traffic signals from reverberating trauma and interpersonal violence. It's incredible. And the United States, the only way it knows how to how to conduct war, what does it do? It's not like it's not like Russia, where it went into Ukraine and starts hitting. Dude, Russia could decapitate it. They could have decapitated Zelensky in Ukraine in the first few hours of the war, and that's why the Russians are not calling it a war. The reason why the Russians are not calling it a war. And they're calling it what? A special military operation. And the idiots in the West, the low IQ morons, the miseducated, uneducated lawyers, and the wokesters who run the Western empires, they can't figure out why the Russians are not calling it a war. Because when the Russians call it a war, you better hold on to your ass. Until this day, they're calling it a special military operation. The Russians could have easily went into Ukraine and done it the way the Americans do. What do the Americans do? Americans destroy civilian infrastructure, power plants, water treatment plants. They're not going after military targets. Who but a bunch of sick bastards do that? That's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. Always attacking civilian infrastructure. Always attacking. Never going after the military. But we're a force for good in this world. No, we're not. We are not. Shifting gears to the stupidity that is the deep state.
FBI concerned Jan 6 footage would expose undercover agents and informants. FBI officials were concerned that the footage from inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021 would show undercover agents and confidential informants as whistleblowers. George Hill, retired supervisor, supervisory intelligence analyst who worked out the FBI's Boston field office, recounted that the Bureau's Washington field office pressured officials in Boston to open investigations on 138 people who attended the rally, right? Here's this. The FBI whistleblower testifies under oath that the FBI won't allow 11,000-plus hours of J6 footage to be released because, because it would expose undercover agents committing crimes inside the Capitol. That's right. Uh, we can't release 11,000 hours of video because there's too many glowies and they're important for national security. Let me explain what national security really is. Keeping the narrative going. See, the empire of bullshit that has a bullshit military, that has a bullshit economy like we do. It's all fake. It's all marketing. It's all marketing. I, I laughed this morning. I want to show you something, right? Uh, I, I want to show you this. This is a perfect example. Millie, we don't make we don't make good stuff anymore, man. Militaries, newest uh, military, Blackhawk replacement. Blackhawk was one of my favorite helicopters. Amazing, robust, tough. And why am I bringing this up? Why am I going on a tangent here? Well, I'm gonna show you uh, again. So. I've been following the development of the V-22 Osprey. I'm a military hardware nut, right? And I've been following the development of the V-22 Osprey for the longest time. And it's been a problematic aerial aircraft, to say the least. And it's still very problematic. It's not reliable. But guess what? It's a money drain. You can overcharge for it because the design of the, v of the, of the, of the V-22 Osprey is just like the F-35, it, it, the F-35 is the most successful airplane in, in human history. You know why it's successful? Because it, it, it does what it's designed to do, which is what? Destroy the taxpayer. Take as much money as possible. And now you have what was once another great airplane that's being or aircraft that's being destroyed and, and sidelined, which is the Blackhawk, something that has served as the backbone of, of the military air cavalry since the, for, for the last 30 some odd, almost 40 years at this point is being supplanted by this by bell, the same company that makes the V 22 Osprey. This is going to replace helicopters. How, how, right? How, how is this going to fly low and slow? How is this going to, it, it, I see reliability problems, but you know what it does very well it's going to be expensive. Oh, yeah. It's going to cost you, the taxpayer, so much money. It's going to impoverish you even further. And I'm sure for every hour of flight, it's probably got to spend 100 hours in maintenance. Because that's what's victory. All right, let me show you another picture. Down here. Ooh, look. The new Lloyd Austin's talking about the new B-21 stealth bomber. The only problem is no one ever seen it fly. It's just like the the dark eagle hypersonic uh, uh, missile, right? The dark eagle hypersonic missile. It exists on a uh, on a cocktail napkin somewhere in some lobbyist bar in Washington D.C. Shifting back the gears. 
The reason why I brought that that military garbage up, it has to do with the economic garbage and all the other garbage we peddle. That uh, what keeps all the garbage going? Because we're running a Ponzi scheme. We're a mafia. This is a mafia state running an extortion scam, running trafficking, running drug trafficking, human trafficking, running extortion, running money laundering. What's the difference? At least if I lived in Sicily, I could pay the mob. Be like, yo, look, I'll hook you up. 20% of my profits, keep my business safe, pay off the bribes, make sure I'm good. Don't touch me with anything else. We're good. We're good. But this mafia, and this is the reason why the the federal government went after the Italian mafia and all the other mafias. Why? Because they're competition. They're competition. What's the difference, folks? Not only are they illegal mafia, they're not only are they Italian, they're also pedos. So we gotta pay our taxes to these guys. Otherwise they'll SWAT team us. Because they run a Ponzi scheme and a money laundering operation, the only thing important to these assholes is the narrative. They need to keep the narrative that they're organized. They need to keep the narrative that they're a serious country. They need to keep the narrative that they're the largest economy in the world. They need to keep the uh, narrative that they're the largest, most powerful military on earth. Those are the narratives that need to keep peddling. Why? Because it keeps the population in a state of stupor. Okay. Like the population benefit. It's like saying it's the same thing as me being a New York Giants fan and they win a Super Bowl that I run through the streets with my shirt off screaming, we won, we won, we won. What the hell did I win? Nothing. But there's a camaraderie there. There's a there's a, there's a belonging here. There's a, a certain tribalism, a, tri- a, a certain primal tribalism psychologically at play that makes me no different whether I'm a sports fan or somebody who's cheering for the U.S. military or the U.S. economy or any other of the, of the, of the bullshit and distractions that we're so fond of. There's no difference because it's narrative. Narrative is the most important thing. It's a psychological operation. Folks, you've been under a psychological operation for the last several decades. What, do I, what more can I tell you? You've been lied to your entire life. Everything you know is ass backwards. We're living in a country that has the largest, most well-funded, and heavily armed mafia on God's green earth. And they've been gut-checked around the world. Thanks to the multipolar world, thanks to other countries standing up and telling these guys to go take a flying leap, thanks to Russia, thanks to China, the legal mafia that is the United States can no longer operate internationally as it once did. And now they're coming to you. Why? It's like the opening scene in, in The Godfather. Right? It's the Don, the old Don, walking through the streets. Don Giovanni. Don Giovanni walking... Walking through the streets, doing his thing, collecting, collecting his stuff, 
But now he's coming to shake you down. Don Fanucci. All right. Don Fanucci. Godfather 2. That's what it was. Don Fanucci. Every morning, walks around the streets. Let me play that scene for you guys so you guys know what the hell I'm talking about. Back when De Niro was a great actor before he became an, an idiot. Oh, this is the death of Finucci. I got the wrong scene, so sue me. All right, anyway, the point is this. You got this mob guy. Every morning, he walks around the Bronx in Little Italy, and he collects from everybody. Everybody gives him money. He gets a cut of everybody. That's What's the, what's the difference between him and Don Finucci and Uncle Sam? What's the difference? Except Uncle Sam likes to fondle little kids. That's the difference. That's the only difference. But that's where we are, folks. That's where we are. I'll try it. A taste. That's what Annie says when you say a taste. Let me get a taste. A taste. Oh yeah. Don Fanucci. Well, here we go. <laughs> This is the scene. What's the difference? Well, he just pops out of nowhere. He just shows up in the guy's car. That's like Uncle. That's like Uncle Schmuck. Uncle Schmuck, you're minding your own business. Hey, bye, bye, bye. Go, go, go. Except he'll be in the back seat trying to fondle your kid in the process, trying to extort you. Beautiful dress. Give me a slow. Give me a. And see, when you have a mob guy like this, and this is this is how Vito Corleone became Vito Corleone because of a dirtbag like Don Fanucci. And that's what we have in the United States. We have Uncle Schmuck. And all the other people that are trying to compete with Uncle Schmuck and we have this gang war. It's a mafia war. And we, the innocent people, are caught in the crossfire. It's incredible. It's incredible. Where do we go from here? Well, the whole house of cards is collapsing. 
And I tell people all the time, I've been saying it for years. My tagline was always this, and correct me if I'm wrong. Cowboy, you've known me for years. You're in the, you're in the chat. I've always said this from the beginning, folks, and those who have been following me from the beginning. Make as much money as you can. Create as much multiple streams of income as you can. And get you and your family out of harm's way. Whether it's moving out of the state you're in, or if you cannot move, you know, four to five locations you're in, have some long-term storage food, you need to write out what's coming. Because what's coming is going to be pretty bad for the most unprepared Americans. If you're unprepared, this is going to catch you unawares. And that's going to be a big problem. 11,000 hours of January 6th footage. We can't show you those videos unless you can tell us the exact time and place those individuals were inside the Capitol. It's incredible. Can't show you those videos, folks. And meanwhile, the Democrats, who are completely sheep-dipped and walking in collusion with the intelligence agencies who have all been bought and paid for by globalist uh, interests, are attacking whistleblowers. Michael Salenberger says on, on, uh, on Twitter, why is the FBI and the Democrats attacking whistleblowers? The FBI says it won't release January 6th video surveillance because it would show too many undercover government agents and informants. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Can't show it to you. Can't show it to you. Oh, yeah, the most important thing in all your preps Get good with God. Facts. Need faith. Not hope, but faith in what is coming. And with that being said, folks, we're at the end of the program. I am the gorilla. This is roguenews.com. Go to roguenews.com. Check us out. We're on every single podcasting app known to humanity, including Spotify. Check out our paid sponsors like algofactory.tech, trade your job, upgrade your life, amazing class sessions. I'm in there every day. Cowboy's in there every day. We are breaking it down and doing a hell of a job. Go check it out, algofactory.tech. You have the professor himself, the one and only Algo Cowboy in there, and me as his wingman playing playing close air support. Go check it out, algofactory.tech. Trade your job, upgrade your life, less than 50 bucks a month. Support Rogue. Go check out FJ Balloons. Support Rogue. It's a great way. It's 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 you support us and you get a little investment piece. You actually get something that's actually worth something that actually goes up in value. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. And of course, join the Discord. The links are all in the description box. And I cannot emphasize enough, folks. Joe, check out Rogue News dot com where all of this will be posted and we're also on rumble as well and with that being said i'm over and i'm out enjoy your weekends hasta la pasta cheers <laughs>